This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. I'm on Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Serious so XM Channel 80 and always tell you smart speaker. The play ESPN Radio. By the way, for a job you love, all you got to do is visit progressive.com slash careers. That's progressive.com slash careers. Now, the NFL regular season may be said and done, like we mentioned. We got not one, not two, but we got six playoff games this weekend. Two on Saturday, three on Sunday, and one on Monday night. That doesn't mean that we can't have a discussion about who the best teams are, according to me, Harry, Devin, and Shannon. Who's in? Are they in? And who's out? Where are they? Out, out. It's time to find out from the Freddie and Harry Selection Committee. I know there's going to be some discussion. There's going to be some back and forth. There may be some hurt feelings, but that's what the Freddie and Harry NFL Selection Committee always brings about, even though the regular season is said and done with the playoffs having, happening this weekend. I, can we all agree Baltimore's number one? Is that, is that what we're doing? Can we all agree that this team that should be at number one are the Baltimore Ravens? Are, we having are, that kind of, are they? Are they? They should be. Oh, they should. They, 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 they're number one on my list. Okay. What? Shannon and Dev, how y'all feel about that? Uh-huh. Uh huh. I yeah. want to hear how you feel about it. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm hearing right now? Trolling from Harry. Yeah, you know Devin what? That's what. I, that's what I'm doing. That's yeah. what I'm doing right now. Lamar Action Jackson. We seen John Harbaugh go visit his brother Jim and watch him win a national championship. Mm-hmm. Why was he able to do that? Because he has the number one seed. Mm-hmm. They have the best record in the National Football League. Right. Lamar Jackson is going to be the MVP okay. of the 2023 season. Yeah. But that defense is ferocious. Uh-huh. Them skill position players, along with Lamar Jackson, they've come to, uh, together uh, just the way we envisioned it. Todd Munkin has been unbelievable. But we can't forget about defensive coordinator. Mike McDonald. I know. He's been outstanding as well. So they're my number one team in the yeah. National Football League. I like the fact that even though Lamar Jackson has not looked quarterbacky enough for certain people out there, it's been more than enough for the Baltimore Ravens. So do we have an argument from Devin and Shannon, our two producers? <laughs> I just want to make sure. No argument for me. All right, I, I don't want you know Shannon. Why? I, why? I but hold on. I can't. Shannon I need to see more back. from Brock Purdy. I need to see more. I can't put him in that top spot. <laughs> oh, here we go oh, again. I knew it. I did. At some this point, is where the rubber meets up. the road, gentlemen. Yes, the playoffs does. are here. Oh, oh, this my. is where the rubber meets what? <laughs> you heard that saying? The rubber meets the road? <laughs> oh, okay. I right, do. To each his own. But you're trolling again. See? To each his own, man. See, Devin, Devin, he's trolling again. That's like that's he's what, never that's heard why that. That's why I took you so long to join us from break. Don't point you know the screen like that. Don't point the screen like that. <laughs> Good Lord. Rubber meets the road. What is this of you speak? So the Ravens are number one. Number two. So who is number two, Harry, in, For, in your opinion? Yeah, I'm going to San Francisco 49ers. Even though Devin Kane feels like he needs to see more from Brock Purdy. I don't know I'm why. Interested, I'm interested to see who he's going to have at number two. If he feels that way about Brock Purdy, I can't believe it. It. What, what's, what's the word Stephen A. says? That's blasphemy uh-huh. from you, Devin. The unmitigated gall. Listen, I'm putting the 49ers at two, but it's not because of Brock Purdy. It's because uh, they have a good team. Really? So, yeah. so the damn quarterback don't matter. So the quarterback don't matter, Devin K. That's what the quarter, DK, the quarterback don't matter. 
No, it does matter. Uh-huh. But when I'm looking at the Ravens okay. compared to the 49ers, right. Lamar Jackson is a way bigger reason well, why they're number one as opposed yeah. to why well, Brock Purdy is. Of course. Of get course. That. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm yeah. saying. That's all, that's all I've ever said. Well, well can I ask you this? How can you have the San Francisco 49ers at number two if you don't believe in Brock Purdy? Oh, they, he's not they're the still only a, one. They're still a good, uh, a good football team, without, even with Brock Purdy. He's, he's a good game manager. I've said that all, all season long. He, he's the sum of the part. So are they winning because of Brock Purdy or in spite of Brock Purdy? You can say both because they've had he, he's had a chance to win some games for them with his play, and they've been playing other times where they did not need him to be that dominant guy. You know, you know when that goes on in the NFL? With a lot of teams in the NFL. There's certain mm-hmm. games that Lamar Jackson did not have to be at his best because that team was really, really good. For example, the game against the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> we could throw some touchdown passes because that defense riled up Miami. And I'm not trying to shade Lamar Jackson here, but there are going to be certain games where your quarterback does not have to be the best player in the field. And there are also going to be certain games where you need your quarterback to be that dude. Now, Lamar Jackson's done a lot more than Brock Purdy. That's not new news here. But at the same time, Brock Purdy is never going to win with guys like Devin Kane and other people until <laughs> exactly. he either wins the Super Bowl championship, he's the MVP, and his stats outweigh everybody I, else. I hope we get the Super Bowl uh, when we saw the 49ers play the Ravens. I hope that's a Super Bowl matchup because Brock Purdy, as we all know, didn't play well in that game. Nobody did, though. But if they're going to win the Super Bowl against that Ravens defense, he's going to have to play well, yeah, and then it. I will be forced to eat my words. We'll Pause. see. <laughs> I, still, I still don't know if you will. <laughs> I still don't Thanks. believe you're going to. I think at a certain point, it's always going to be a yeah, but with you and Brock Purdy. Of course, it, it, until that. we see Brock Purdy win the Super Bowl, Devin's going to have that yeah, but until Brock Purdy Absolutely. literally wins the Super Bowl with the San Francisco 49ers. So we got the 49ers at number two, Ravens at number one, part of the Freddie and Harry NFL Selection Committee for the final time this year in Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Number three. Right, Christine Lisi, I love you. Oh, Christine Lisi, I love Bills? you. Going I'm going Bills? Buffalo Bills what? number three. What? And here's why, guys. This, this is a football team that won six oh. of their last seven games, uh-huh. won five in a row. Yeah. They had to beat mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs, All right. Dallas Cowboys, uh-huh. and the Miami Dolphins uh-huh. to be into the playoffs. Uh-huh. Not only are they in the playoffs, they were able to win the AFC East for the uh-huh. fourth time in a row. Guys, check uh-huh. this out. They're 5-1 and one versus teams that are in the playoffs with their only loss coming to the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Okay, Christine Lisi, these are your Buffalo Bills. Oh, I'm, t- <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited. Yours. I do uh-huh. love you, Harry. I love you, Freddie. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, Freddie and I talked about this yesterday. Yes, we did. We were 5-5 five and five and 6-6, six and six, and I have a lot of people coming at me about the Bills, and I'm like, it, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. We're just going to. It's one game at a time, and I think we're going to be fine. Yeah. And then yes. it started. I was like, you know, just one. That, that's an old Barry Melroseism. It really you know, is. One period at a time, one game at a time. One you don't. Shift you don't look. Time. Yeah. You don't look at like how far you're behind because that that can be overwhelming. But I, uh-huh. it's amazing. And like, and God bless Joe Brady. Like his, that was mm-hmm. his philosophy. He said he tweets after every game one and oh, and yep. and so I've started to answer him. Five more of those, coach, or four more of those, coach, or however many, however many to get to the Super Bowl. But Wait, I so, love so that how, kind of philosophy. How much you love beating the Dolphins, there, Christine? How much was? How sweet was yeah, that? Don't win? be nice. I'm not going to lie. Like Shannon, you should have seen the look on her face yesterday. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, Christine Lisi has a great smile. You ever see them? Ever hear that the Cheshire Cat, they the Canary? 
That was Christine Lacey yesterday. And Freddie and I have talked about this too, like uh, because we're a little older. The, the Patriots, like, it was never a rivalry with the Bills because yeah. they were so good for 20 years. But the Dolphins, especially when I was when I was younger Absolutely. and in college, yep. that was always a huge thing. And then it became a, a wonderful rivalry with uh, Marino and Kelly and all those no guys. Doubt. So no that was the even, you know, mm-hmm. even when the Bills weren't good, the Dolphins rivalry always hit more yeah. for me. So, personally. Christine, you know yeah. what this means, right? What does what? it mean? You know, when I come up to Bristol, Connecticut, I'll be there the week of the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, I'll put your team at number three. I'm putting them at number three. Stop I don't ch- know what Freddie, stop I don't know trolling. what Shannon Devin got. I, I think I deserve some treats. See, stop trolling for free food. You do, my love. You do. Yes. And there we go. Stop trolling for free food. <laughs> You got to do what you got to do, Freddie. I'm not saying you can't do it <laughs> or that you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying that it should not be – you should be above that. All you got to do is ask nicely to Christine. She'll put a treat aside for you. Instead, hey, Christine, remember, when I put your Buffalo Bills at number three on the NFL selection committee, <laughs> does that entitle me to an extra cupcake? See? Well, but, may, but maybe, see, maybe she would already give me some treats. But, see, I threw the little sprinkles on top of uh, my soliloquy there. She may give me something extra as well. See? You just request something and I'll treat. give it to you, Harry. How's that? Thank you, Chris. Just make your request. BL's above. Your horns are showing, Harry. That's all I got to <laughs> say about that. All right, Freddie. So who do you got, Freddie? Who do you have at three? I'm with them. I think they're the most resilient team in the National Football League right now going into the playoffs. I'm not going to put the Cowboys above them at number three. Because the last time I saw the Cowboys play this team, they were getting dragged up and down to feel like a damn pinata during Cinco de Mayo. So there's no way I'm putting my Dallas Cowboys above Christine Lisi's Buffalo Bills team at number three. When you and you Harry pointed it out and Christine pointed it out. Five and one against teams that are in the playoffs. And the game that they lost to the Philadelphia Eagles, if they make that connection to Gabe Davis, maybe Buffalo wins that ball game and they finish the regular season six and zero. I'm not putting Anybody not named the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers above the Bills at number three. I, I get all that. I get all of that for Eddie, but right now I have to put your Cowboys at three. Really? Like, really. Like Explain no yourself. no other team in the NFL is locked in for this playoff run mm. more than the Cowboys. Okay. Like we know it's all Even or nothing. More so than Buffalo? More more than anybody. Because we know it. it's all or nothing and everything Would lines you stop? everything lines up for the Cowboys this year. We talk about how much they struggle on the road. So they secured the second seed. So they wouldn't they would only have to play one playoff game on the road, and that's at San Francisco. I get right it. now, no one's more locked in and Dak hasn't played. The this louder good you talk doesn't career. mean you're right. It's the Shannon. Cowboys Thank right you. now. <laughs> Thank you. Shannon, here's the thing. They just got mollywhopped by the team that me and Freddie are putting at number three. Yeah. What are you talking about? I, I, I can't. I, believe me, Harry, if I had my way, I would definitely put the Cowboys at three. But I was born on planet Earth. Yes. The last time I saw those two teams get together, and I'm not trying, like I mentioned, I'm not trying to cast. Not planet and, banana seed. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> or plenty of UPS. <laughs> See, he, he's still salty from this morning where he and the UPS drive almost got in, you know, almost had to lay hands on each other because the UPS drive didn't move his truck out of the way with all the snow we've had in Connecticut. But he could be salty all he wants to try to eat up that snow. I am not putting my Cowboys right, in the Bills so at three. Hold on, before we move forward, Shannon, <laughs> the banana seat you used to ride, how often you used to ride the banana seat? All summer long. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. More than excuse me, period. It is the Hannafell Selection Committee, according to Freddie I'm and Harry. And I think I've already it. lost what Shannon had to say. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. So we got the Ravens at one, 49 to two. Buffalo Bills, despite the protestations of Shannon Penn for the Cowboys, we got the Bills at number three. So we move to number four. All right, Harry, who you got at number four? 
Number four for me, y'all know how how deep, dear to my heart, Dallas, Texas is. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, Arlington, Texas is where AT&T Stadium is. Mm-hmm. I was actually going to go there this weekend for their game, but I said, you know what? Nope. Yeah. I need to be home with my family. Home is where the heart is, like Gil Scott Heron once said. And if the Dallas Cowboys make it to the divisional round, yeah. you know where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be in Dallas, Texas, because y'all know I'm going to have a long night. I'm not going to go to bed about 4 a.m. Right. I'm uh-huh. going to have me a couple of drinks, uh-huh. and I'm going to go to a nice restaurant, yeah. maybe take some fans out again. I'm going to go to the game, watch people do that boy bad most of, most of the time uh-huh. yeah. in AT&T Stadium. I got the Cowboys at number four. I almost gave some credit and some consideration to the Cleveland Browns, but I can't do it. As much as I love what Joe Flacco's been able to do, it's a fantastic story how he's been able to revitalize and make that Browns team a legitimate, legitimate contender and threat in the AFC. I just wonder when that magic is going to wear off when it comes to Joe Flacco. At a certain point, milk does get sour the older it gets. And as great as he's been for the Cleveland Browns, I'm still waiting for that one time where it's going to be like, oh, and if it happens in the playoffs, as great as that defense has been, that's not going to be enough to overcome that. Dak Prescott's still going to play well, especially having, for his sake, two games at home. No matter what happens versus Green Bay, that's not going to be an easy game, but I think they're going to find a way to win. But I just wonder when the pixie dust is going to wear off when it comes to Joe Flacco. That's why I put the Cowboys at number four. And it's funny you, you say that about Joe Flacco and the Browns. I was with Chad Henney this weekend. We yeah. had him on our pre-show because uh-huh. he was a former Michigan quarterback. A Michigan man, yes. We were just joking about our 2008 draft class, and he was like, <laughs> man, Flacco was representing for all of us right now. Uh-huh. I said, yeah, it's a good and bad in that situation because I'm also rooting for Lamar Jackson, who's a Louisville mm-hmm. alum. Sure. I get and they it. may end up playing each other in the next round. So, uh. okay, all right, boys, what do you guys got? Are you guys? Well, uh, if we had the Cowboys at three, then we'll 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 concede and allow the Cowboys to drop. Oh, look how smarty! Look how smarty get up. He got snarky. He really We're got not the snarky. UPS people. Don't exactly. don't take the UPS don't get on people. Us. Hey, 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 we let you guys talk. No disrespect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, see, see that right there. Why you missed a what few the hell's days? Going on? That right there, Mister Mister Face First himself. <laughs> wow. We got the Cowboys. Yes. We got the Cowboys at four. Yeah, I think you, me, and 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 Harry the Cowboys at four. Shannon Penn did not see, have the Devin, Cowboys. Look, at Devin four. got my back. See, see, yeah. that's why with a banana seat, you don't just ride one person. If it's oh, two in that banana Lord. seat. <laughs> Harry, this is your fault. Pause, my brother. Harry, this, oh, Lord. Harry, this is your fault for bringing that up. We didn't go this, off the rails. No, no, with me, no, we are not going down that hill with you. You're going by yourself. Everything was fine. Also, you brought the banana seed from Shannon Finn's childhood. Nah, 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 nah. You are not dragging us into that spider's web. Not this is on seat. you. Oh, oh, thought Shannon. <laughs> Let's move on. Number five. Do we have the Browns at number five? Because I do. Yep, I got the Browns at number five as well. Is that okay, Devin and Shannon? I mean, let's have a conversation, let's huh? Have, right, so so, <laughs> right. so who, who are you speaking up for? I mean, listen, I like the Lions. Okay. The Lions Do you nice. really like the Lions? Yeah, I do. Okay. I Go think, on. Well, do we know how significant Sam Laporta's uh, knee injury is? It's a hyperextension for what they said. Either way, if he plays versus the Los Angeles Rams, I think that's the best match of the weekend, by the way. Oh, yeah. Lions versus the Rams with Matthew Stafford, the X, coming back home with the take on the next. As oh, no, far as that we, goes. Have, we have two X's. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, but it's not the same. 
Okay, you're right. It really isn't. Are, are we? Right. It really is. Are we worried about uh, that we're not going to put the Chiefs on this list, and then all of a sudden they're going to do Chiefs things with Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes? I keep Dag I Freddie keep, out uh, here doubting Patrick Mahomes. Whoa, you heard whoa, it. From, whoa, let me work whoa, on that whoa, promo whoa, right see, now. See, see, this Freddie Coleman, uh, this is what four seventeen Eastern, Dang, doubting Freddy. Patrick uh, Mahomes. No, I, I can't believe you, Freddie. Did, did, did that actually come out of my mouth? I want to make sure. Can we go back into the hot tub time machine to make sure? I don't recall us discussing the Kansas City Chiefs at all for the first hour and 17 minutes and of Freddie Harry today. And that's the problem, Freddie. We haven't talked about the yeah. Chiefs. You sleep, you're sleeping on I'm the Chiefs again. The, I'm the, I've been the one person on this, on this network that still believes that that team is still a legitimate threat in well, the AFC to get out of the AFC. We still have two slots left. I'm going with the Browns at five. I'm not going to go with the Chiefs at five because that offense still bothers me, although the defense has been terrific. And for the first time in a long time after they play Miami, they may not be playing a home game in the playoffs. So we'll see exactly what that looks like. More than likely, they're going to play the Buffalo Bills. That's going to be an out-of-sight matchup in the division semifinals when it comes to AFC. But I'll put the Browns at five. Not grudgingly, but I don't want people putting words in my mouth like Shannon Penn and Harry Douglas tried to do. Yeah, pause. Number six. So who do we have at number six? No, Shoot, hold on a second. Not you. These two clowns. Yeah, let's no, go with Shannon Penn and Devin Kenny. I'm name calling. You two clowns go first at number six. Oh, that damn makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm riding with Patrick Mahomes. Uh huh. I'm okay. going Chiefs. Going Chiefs. I'm, not gonna, you you, I'm not gonna leave the Chiefs off this list, and then we're gonna look back at this and say, "Oh man, we left the Chiefs off the list." All right, so Dev, you're uh, riding Patrick Mahomes. What pause. about you, Shannon? <laughs> what about you, Shannon? <laughs> Shannon, who you going with? <laughs> oh, Lord. What is wrong with us? Seriously. What is wrong with us? <laughs> I can't even get out. <laughs> All right. Look, my man Dad went with the Chiefs. So <laughs> we, in, we in this together. Yeah, we yeah. CMB, we all we got. We going with the Chiefs. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, this is the kind of Tuesday I needed, y'all. I, <laughs> I needed this I don't today. know if everybody else needs it, but we, <laughs> we needed it. Hey, Harry, what about you? What you got? Who get left off? Oh, Lions or Chiefs? Who get left I, off? I, I'm torn between the Lions and Chiefs, but yeah. there's one thing I can't get out of my mind because I do. I, I am taking the Rams in this matchup this okay. weekend. I, I understand so why. So I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs in those regards because yeah. of a guy named Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I'm gonna go, I, I agree with you for another guy named Jared Goff. I Ooh. still want to trust them. There are two guys in the playoffs this year that their running game fails them. They're not enough to overcome that running game. Tua Tungabailoa is one with Miami, yep. and Jared Goff is the other one with the Detroit Lions. Because Ooh. when they can do the play action, get one-on-one coverage, boy, they let all pro quarterbacks. You take that running game away from them like the Bills did in the second half versus Tua Tungabailoa, and like the Cowboys were able to do in the second half versus Detroit, that referee's call and not eligible, uh, ineligible notwithstanding. Those guys are not the same quarterbacks. They've proven that so far this year, especially when it comes to Miami against good teams. And Detroit, the Bears took away their running game in Chicago. And Jared Goff, he had never played football before against the Bears, who weren't any good this year. Better towards the end of the season, but overall not really good. Those are the two quarterbacks that scare me the most. If you take away their running games, they're not good enough to overcome the lack of running game when it comes to two in Miami and Jared Goff in Detroit. I know they're not on our list, but outside of the 49ers, do, mm. does anyone have better offensive weapons than the Rams? Oh, the Rams are another good pick. And, I, and like I just mentioned, I'm question. actually picking the Rams 
to win that game versus the Detroit Lions because yeah. of Matthew Stafford, because of Puka Nakua, mm-hmm. uh, Cooper Cup, and Kyron Williams, and how that old line yeah, is playing better. Yeah, we agree on the Chiefs being that. I'll give you another team that has offensive weapons, especially with Aaron Jones being healthy, the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Young, feisty. Now they got their two-headed monster running back back with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon the last three games. Aaron Jones scrimmage yards average over 137 yards for the Packers being back, adding to the running and passing game with those young wide receivers. And Jordan Love, only Dak Prescott, was the only quarterback in the NFL to throw more touchdown passes than him. So, yeah, it's a fair a fair comparison. But the Rams out there with those weapons of Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup and also Kyron Williams. But those young squires in Green Bay are not going to be afraid to play Dallas this weekend. Shout out to Jordan Love on doing something that the great Brett Favre, no, the great Aaron Rodgers was able to do mm-hmm. in their first year as a starting quarterback. Yep lead their teams to a playoff appearance. And that young uh, skill position group you just talked about, Freddie, those guys are going to be able to grow together from this playoff appearance, I believe. Yeah, we'll see. Either way, it's going to be a lot of fun. So here's our list for the final time this year for the Freddie and Harry NFL Selection Committee. We have the Ravens at number one, 49ers at number two, Bills at number three, Cowboys at number four, Browns at number five, Chiefs at number six, even though the Detroit Lions at 12 and five did not make our list. And they're tied for the best record in the NFC. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> it has become what it has become. Like that sometimes, boss. Yeah. The committee is omnipotent. Don't bother looking that up. That means that we have more power than you do. Wait, so, so when we do this next year, are we going to do 12? We are we going to have to expand no, like the college no. football playoffs? We'll expand it to eight. How about that? Expand it to eight. Yeah. We don't yeah, need to just, do a college football. We're just football. adding two more teams. That's it. it. That's all it is. We already do six. Yeah, eight's fine. I don't think we need to go to 12 because then we got a potential nine and eight. And eight. Nah, we don't need to do that. So I think we go to eight next year for the selection committee. <laughs> and let the Shannon's Shannon, had a rough Tuesday. Harry Douglas, Freddie Cohen together on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. And why now for the Tennessee Titans to fire their head coach, Mike Vrabel, after six years, we'll get that answer next if you keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's always good known as Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, together presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell that smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Six years, a lot of success, but not in the last two years for the Tennessee Titans under Mike Vrabel. 
He was fired today as head coach of the Tennessee Titans by Amy Adams Strunk, who is the Titans owner, who said, why now for him being fired on 104.5 The Zone in Nashville? It wasn't a last night or a month ago or whenever. It's just kind of been all season watching. And it, it was difficult, but I thought it was time to make that change. The words of Amy Adams Strunk, the Titans zone on Fire and Mike Vrabel, now 104.5 The Zone in Nashville. Speaking of that great station, let's bring in Buck Rising. There's a great job as a midday host for that great station. Hit him on Twitter at Buck Rising. He's on each and every day from 10 to 1 a.m. 10 to 1 p.m., excuse me, Central Time. Buck, she was on your show announcing that. Why fire Mike Vrabel? What are your thoughts about why now the fire Mike Vrabel's head coach of the Tennessee Titans? Well, they don't want to get caught behind all these other teams. And thanks for having me, guys. They don't want to get caught behind all these other teams who are vying for head coaching candidates and they couldn't get a trade done. Uh, in a viable fashion that they thought the timeline would lend itself to uh, them getting the head coach that they wanted. So uh, they made the decision. This is not the first time that uh, Amy Adams Strunk has made a decision to fire a head coach uh, who has had success here. Harry Harry will remember uh, Mike Malarkey's time here and how weird that ending was as well. And and certainly there's weird is the word today, gents. So, Outside of weird, what's your reaction to Mike Vrabel being fired, and do you agree with the decision, Buck? Well, my reaction is you damn sure better have the right coach in place coming in here because this is not an easy human being to replace. And my reaction is uh, they set out a plan for all of us and for fans uh, this offseason based on the hiring of general manager Rand Carthon that Rand was being brought in here in a complimentary role to build a team in Mike Vrabel's image. So if that was the plan less than a calendar year ago, where did the plan go wrong, and why is Amy giving prepared statements instead of meeting with the media to answer these questions? I'm going to go back to what you said about Mike Vrabel as the human being. For those who don't know, why is it going to be maybe that much harder replacing the man more so than the coach of the Tennessee Titans? Mike has a very, very unique relationship with this community, uh, with this uh, with this locker room, all the different players who have come and gone from this, and not everybody's going to have good or bad experiences with a head coach, but the overwhelming support for Mike Vrabel has been, uh, you know, down to yesterday, locker room clean-out day, where we're asking face of the franchise future, right? Will Levis, does he want Mike Vrabel back here next year? Does continuity benefit this locker room. Will Levis very much in support of Mike Vrabel in that moment. Not that the the thoughts of a rookie quarterback should be taken overwhelmingly into consideration, but the locker room uh, was shocked. I know that people have talked to Derek Henry today. Derek expressed his uh, surprise at the move. He is, of course, going to be a free agent this offseason, so a little bit of a different situation. But Mike Vrabel means a lot to a lot of different people, not just in the Titans organization, but in the city of Nashville. That is a void um, that is not going to be easy to fill. So, but let me ask you this, because there were some rumblings that Mike Vrabel didn't want Rand as the next general manager, and he had his eyes set on someone else. Do you know the truth behind that, or any of those statements true? Uh, I know that he his preferred general manager candidate was Ryan Cowden, who was here under uh, the John Robinson administration, who was the interim GM after they fired John halfway, well, I guess not halfway, it was December 
of last season when they fired John Robinson. I think Mike's expectation was that Ryan was going to be the general manager here, uh, and ultimately that did not come to pass. Now, whether he did not want Ran or not, I think is a different question, Mm -hmm. Um, but he was under a different impression beyond the hire that was eventually made. Great stuff by Buck Rising, the host of the Buck Rising Show, 10 to 1 each and every day on 104.5 The Zone in Nashville, joining Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. If I ask you to describe the job of the Tennessee Titans going forward, what would your description be and why, Buck? Complicated. Um, they've got uh, they've got all kinds of cap space. They're going to be north in, of 75 mil in effective cap space next year. They've got eighth draft picks. They've got a quarterback on a rookie contract. So all of that seems pretty cut and dry. But I don't know if you uh, guys have glanced around the AFC South lately. That division has gotten infinitely more competitive. The Texans and the Colts are right up there with the available cap space that the Titans do have at their disposal. And they've got a whole hell of a lot to turn over that it's going to take more than one offseason to fix. This is, uh, this is the product of years of mismanagement, and somebody cost somebody their job last year in John Robinson. Uh, there was an understanding from ownership six weeks ago that Mike Vrabel was the guy to see this thing forward. And all of a sudden, over the course of six weeks, ownership had a change of heart. That's not, uh, that's not an easy situation to explain away to any candidate who might be considering this job among all the different jobs that are going to be open. So, Buck, let's rewind a little bit because when you look at the job that John Robinson did in which he had some early success, I was a part of that. I was there when he first came in. But you look at the tail end, right? When you look in the secondary and you look at guys that he drafted there, whether it was the first or second round, that didn't really pan out the way they wanted those players to pan out. You also look at the A.J. Brown trade. Are those some of the things that got him let go from being the general manager in the past? Absolutely. Um, and not, not the least of which was A.J. Brown in a game against the Tennessee Titans in Philadelphia last season, uh, scoring two touchdowns, going crazy, that they couldn't do anything to stop him. And the Philadelphia Eagles fans were very quick to let Titans ownership know in their box with by nature of double middle fingers, hey, thanks for A.J. Bozos <laughs> on the way out the door. Like you, when you emba- so there's two things here. When you embarrass an ownership group, you put your job at risk. When you get a quarterback hurt, Harry and Freddie, you also put your job at risk. And Will Levis and Ryan Tannehill have both sustained injuries, significant injuries behind a Titans offensive line that they knew was insufficient, that they went into the offseason, this past offseason, knowing was insufficient. And remarkably, the unit got worse. Um, so that people are being held to account for that today, uh, I think it's not being talked about enough. Anytime you get the potential future of your franchise injured in a way that is significant, you are putting yourself in jeopardy. It's what got Ken Wisenhunt uh, fired here before here, Harry, and, and I know you'll remember that going back a couple of years. Yeah, that was my first year in Tennessee in 2015. Well, when I say potentially they could be in play for Jim Harbaugh, what do you say, Buck? Uh, that would be my preference. It needs to be somebody with experience and, and nothing against all these uh, quote-unquote hot coordinator names that are out there, but this is this is a job that needs stabilization. Jim Harbaugh has been in the league before. He's done it before, and there's few people who will have the track record of developing quarterbacks that Jim Harbaugh does. Hey, Buck, always appreciate the time, my man. We know it's been a tough day for people in Nashville, but now it's a new day for the Titans with Mike Vrabel being fired. Take care, Bebo, and keep us updated, okay? That's the business, boys. I appreciate you having me. Always good to chat. Now, I will say this, Freddie, when you look at the Titans offensive line, and Buck was right with that because you had so many people you you let go, and, and money played a major issue. You look at mm-hmm. the cap hit that Taylor Lewan would have been against the cap. You look at Ben Jones and what he would have been as well, so you couldn't really have him right. back 
you drafted Peter Skoronsky. I think that's a that's an area coming into the the off season that you know Rand is going to focus on getting that offensive line intact. And I believe in Rand Carthone. I was with him when I was in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and he um, was a scout, and he was able to learn from so many different people. He learned from Dimitrov. He went to L.A. He learned from Les Snead. He went to the San Francisco 49ers. He's seen the way they were able to build things through the draft and hitting on late draft picks as well under John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. So he, he's been around football long enough to understand the way this thing needs to be built out. And he played the game, right? Right. So he has experience through and through. But we all know Rome isn't built in one day. The Tennessee Titans have they, they had so many holes going into last year's season. Mm-hmm. You, you, it, it was humanly impossible to address all those needs in one draft class and free agency. Yeah, they tried to. They did everything they could, but there was yep. no way that something like that, especially trying to do that on the fly, barely two seasons removed from you having a number one seed in the AFC. And you could not even win in your own building, losing to the Cincinnati Bengals, who wound up going to the Super Bowl. I wonder how much of that just kept going down that hill that they could not push that boulder back and get it to the top. But that Jim Harbaugh name is going to be out there regarding any coaching opening. What's the best landing spot, in your opinion? Not if, but when Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan, now they win a national championship. Let us know at 888 ESPN. 888-729-3776. We'll take your calls in 15 minutes at 888-729-3776. What could be, in your opinion, the best landing spot for Jim Harbaugh? Not if, but when he leaves Michigan after they won the national championship last night. 888-729-3776. Be a part of that. The Dr. Pepper call in line, and we'll hear what you have to say in about 15 minutes here on Freddie and Harry. But no more John Moran for the Memphis Grizzlies. But Draymond Green is going to return for the Golden State Warriors this week. Hear what Draymond said about his return next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 and always tell you smart speaker to play ESPN radio. I put this in the list today on the song list for you, by the way. I had a feeling you were going to need Freddie, it. listen. I had a feeling like, you going to need some Lloyd uh, Banks in your life. As soon as you played this song or, or Devin played this song, uh-huh. it instantly t- took me to a time and uh-huh. I'll leave it at that. Like okay. not, nothing bad. It's just yeah. – you know that you know how certain songs take you yeah. back to certain moments yeah. in your life. Yeah, I just yeah. had I just had a feeling you need a karma by Lloyd Banks in your life. <laughs> I just had that feeling for some reason, man. And boy, did I prove to be a prophet yep. as far as that goes. So we got two things to get to, not NFL related, but plenty of news item related involving Draymond Green and also John Moran. We like to call it this. Downcourt Durant all by himself, and he throws it home. How about that? This is a Freddie and Harry NBA Fast Break. So Draymond Green underwent a month of of counseling. NBA reinstated him this past Saturday. He's looking to play for the Golden State Warriors starting maybe even Sunday. They say that that's supposed to happen this weekend for Draymond Green. He had a chance to speak on being back in the NBA, how he benefited from therapy, and if there was an urgency to return sooner than later for Draymond Green. I just told him, Adam, it's too much for me. Like, it's too much. Like, this is too much. It's all becoming too much for me. And I'm going to retire. And Adam said, ah, you're making a very rash decision. And I won't let you do that. We had a long, great conversation. Very helpful to me. Very thankful uh, to play in a league with a commissioner like Adam, uh, who's more about helping you than hurting you or 
helping you than punishing you. Or, you know, he's more about the players. One of the best things that happened to me during the process, as soon as I got on the phone for a first initial, he's like, so what's this about? You know, I see all the things in the news. I see all, you know, everything's everyone's saying. How do you feel and what are you thinking? Because again, if you're here just to satisfy some obligation or satisfy some public opinion, you're wasting my time and yours. And that was the most important thing for me that I could hear because that wasn't why I was there. You know, one would think so. And so uh, that was a very important part of me starting uh, what has been the last four weeks or so for me. I wasn't hurt. At least my body wasn't hurt. My mind was hurt. My feelings was hurt. But it wasn't like some injury caused me off the floor. So it's very urgent because I've cost my team enough. I've cost this organization enough. It's not a time for me to just come back and be like, all right, I'm going to take my time and get back when I can. No, like you caused this yourself. Well, one thing we do know about Commissioner Adam Silver for the NBA is that, yes, he is a player's guy. He is for the players, and he does want those guys to be right mentally and physically. And he's the type of commissioner that's going to listen to the players and figure out how they can get to the root of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And for Draymond Green, I think he told him right. I think he was making a very rash and brash decision when he said that he was probably going to retire. Now, the the flip side of that is, hey, you're walking walking away from a lot of money. I don't Mm -hmm. think you're doing that, Draymond. Sorry to keep it real, but I don't think you're walking away from the millions of dollars that you're guaranteed. But at the same time, to have someone in the position that Adam Silver is – uh, care about the players in that manner. It's a thing of beauty to see because, Freddie, it's not like that with all commissioners across sports. Right. Right? You, I mean, you look at the National Football League, not saying that Roger Goodell is not for players, but... He ain't like he, Adam Silver. He, no, he is the boss. I mean, the, the owners are his boss. Right. So we already know how that goes through and through. Yeah, because the NBA is a players league and the NFL is not a players yep. league. The NFL is not about trying to make sure players are comfortable unless they're making the NFL a hell of a lot more money that they already have. So we clearly understand the dividing line involving both of those leagues. But when it comes to dividing line, when it comes to Draymond, and you understand this because you go through, you you, you don't mind seeing the therapist. I've seen the therapist on a couple of occasions. It's not so much what the therapy can, can do for you. It's how you can make that therapy work for you. Yep. You can get all the advice you want. You can get all the help you need. But how's Draymond Green going to have that therapy assist him, not become him, but assist him, and it has everything and nothing to do with him on the basketball court for Golden State. And it's never ending, right? Like, you started this process, you have to continue this process even when you're back playing. Absolutely. So it can you can stay true to who you want to be and who you know you are versus what the public perception is and who everyone thinks think you are. Yeah, no doubt right? about so that. Right, so it's very, very important that you keep that train going, man, because it's it's important. Trust me, I, I do it every week, and when I miss a week, I feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt about that. Harry Douglas, Freddie coming together, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. So Draymond Green is going to be back probably this week for Golden State. Can't say the same for Ja Moran of the Memphis Grizzlies. He's going to have seizing ending soldier surgery on his right shoulder. He sustained this injury during practice on Saturday. They expect him to be fully recovered for the beginning of the 2024 season. Now, when he was back in the lineup, he looked like the John Morant that we thought we were going to see, but not to that level. Nine games, they go 6-3. and three. He averaged over 25 points a game, over eight assists a game, and he was playing with that joy that we had not seen for more than a minute. Maybe being away and realizing how close he could be to throwing it all away was more than enough for John Morant to get his you-know-what in gear and be a better person. 
especially off the basketball court for him and the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, I just hope it being his shooting shoulder, I hope he can return back to his normal form. It's going to be rough. So my brother, Tony Douglas, played the NBA for eight years. He's overseas now playing in Portugal. He had this injury trying to fight through a screen wow. and Taurus Labrum on his shooting shoulder. And it was difficult for him to get back to form and, and, and the way he shot the ball. It took a while. Yeah. But even now, man, like I see him like little – through like little timeouts when I'm watching the, like his games, yeah. he's like throwing his little arm back, you know, mm-hmm. getting right. his, trying to feel his shoulder. Really? And this is many years after he had that shoulder injury. So I know what it's all about. I know the rehab of it because I watched it with my brother. But John Morant is a phenomenal talent, averaging 25 points, eight assists, and five rebounds since coming back. And the Memphis Grizzlies truly needed him. But yeah. I will say this, without John Morant, they might be in play for the top pick in 2024. Which means, unfortunately for them, but fortunate for their future, now you add somebody else to go with him yep. and Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr., where you can be a more fortified team that you're going to need to be in a Western Conference that shows no signs of slowing down or not being a gauntlet for the next four to five, even six years on that side of the NBA bracket. Harry Douglas, hit him on Twitter at hdouglas83. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. Really appreciate you joining us here on Freddie and Harry. Where should the next landing spot for Jim Harbaugh be? In the NFL or Michigan? 888-729-3776, 888-729-3776. Tell us where Jim Harbaugh's next location will be next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.